yes, oh it's, God. It said, the battle is not yours, it's the Lord. The song before that said, Jesus has the victory. If y'all didn't read the Bible, let me help you. When you go all the way to the end of Revelation, guess what? You win. You know why you win? Come on, thank you, Pastor, y'all. I'm going to say it again. Let me hear a shout. You win. Yeah. Hey, you know why you win? You know why you win? Because Jesus Christ came for you and I. He came because he loved you. The Bible said God so loved this world that he gave his son. You know how much God had to love us to give his only son for us? He didn't have five, y'all. Come on. He didn't have ten. He had one. He gave his only one. I got one daughter. And whoo, Lord, I don't know if I would have gave my one because I love. But that means God loved us. Despite what we went through, despite what we going through, I know you may not be where you want to be, y'all, but I'm telling you, God loves you. He's looking out for you. He got his angels on your behalf. So it don't matter where you've been. It don't matter what you did. It don't matter what you're going through. God says, I love you. I gave my son for you. Hallelujah. That's enough to shout. I don't hear y'all. Y'all don't sound happy that God gave his only son for y'all. I know. I know. I'm energetic. I'm a, you know, Pastor Jerome taught me something. He gave this testimony last week about how he wasn't feeling good. And that, you know, he, he got a little sniffle. He got a little cough. And, you know, the, the devil tried to, you know, give him them thoughts. You got COVID. Watch out. Go get a tissue. Got COVID. Don't touch nobody. Put a mask on. And he said, you know, he woke up in the morning and he spent time with God. And he began to pray. And he began to just meditate on God's goodness and God's grace. And he said, all of a sudden... It went away. His nose cleared up. He wasn't feeling nothing. He was feeling good. Now, that's, that's the goodness of God. But I'm going to tell you how God broke that down for me this week. All week, God has been waking me up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Nobody wants to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, God, oh, can't we talk later? Why we got to talk this early? I just went to bed a few hours ago. Don't you know I got a child? You know? And he get up, get up. So I said, all right. So I got up, and I got up all week. And I didn't know what getting up all week meant. But I was faithful and obedient, and I got up all week. And Sunday, today, God explained to me why he had me get up all week. He brought back Jerome, Pastor Jerome's testimony. And he said to me, the reason why you get up so early is because you ever heard the saying the early bird gets the worm so God said when you get up and you seek me first that gives me time to dwell with you that gives me time to spend time with you because guess what when you find a secret place it can be in your bathroom it can be in your basement it can be in your car it can be on your lunch break when you find a secret place to meet God God will show up every time and you know what he told me he told me, when you get quiet and you get still and you seek me, I make every situation change. I give you a new perspective. I give you a, a new breath, a fresh breath. The Bible says that his mercies are new every morning. That means every time you wake up, the Bible says, seek ye first, not later, not after you go to work, not after you made dinner. It says, seek him first. When you seek him first, I guarantee you he'll make every road that's crooked straight. 
He'll line up everything that you need. Everything that you stand in petition for, he'll let you know if you, you know, every good thing ain't a God idea, right? And everything that you're praying for may not always come to pass. Let me tell you why it may not come to pass. And I'm going to give you a little secret. This is what I learned this week. Because when you get in the secret place with God, your thoughts become God's thoughts. Your ways become God's ways. Your process becomes God's process. You get that KOH citizen mindset. You get out of the natural. You get out of the USA world, and you tap in to that supernatural. You tap into that KOH mindset. So guess what? I've been in my quiet place all week, y'all. And okay, God gave me my answers today on why he woke me up all week. But guess what? All week, I got a blessing. Because all week that I spent time with God, I got refreshed. That people used to, people would tell me, yo, what's wrong with you? What's different about you? Something going on with you this week. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The world didn't give me this joy, and the world can't take it away. He renewed me. He gave me his mind. He, he refilled me. It says, it says, your cup runneth over. That means that it need to run over to somebody else. I'm sorry. Y'all can sit down. Y'all can sit down. I told y'all I didn't know if I was going to let y'all stand up here or not. Didn't I tell y'all that? See, I never know what God's going to tell me. I thought I had something small. Nope. Nope. See, see, the Bible says your cup runneth over. That means it should runneth over on someone else. That means when you see somebody and you smile, that should brighten their day. When you open your mouth and tell you, like I just told you, God loves you. You know how important it is to tell somebody God loves them? You know why? Because somebody may not have told them that. Yes, I grew up as a PK. My parents are the pastors, and they tell me all the time that I'm loved. But somebody may not have grown up like that. All they need you to tell them is, I love you. God loves you. That's it. So when I was in my quiet time with God all week, I got refreshed, y'all. I got renewed. And so I'm here to tell you, God told me this, this morning for y'all. When you're in your secret place with God, give him all your desires. Give him all your, uh, everything that you're thinking about, everything that you want. He'll let you know if it's his idea. All things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. Seek him first. Trust him in every decision. It may not look good because you're looking through it through the natural. You got to trust God. You got to stay in that thing. It's not about, and I learned this this week also, it's not about what you go through. It's about how you go through it. It's not about the weight and what you're doing waiting to get there. It's about what, when you're waiting, how are you waiting? So when, when you're praying for something and you're asking God for something, because I told y'all on Wednesday night, and anybody that ain't on Wednesday night, y'all need to get on Wednesday night. Wednesday night be good. But in any case, on Wednesday night, uh, uh, Sister Sinead gave us a recap. And I sat here on Sunday, and I said this on Wednesday. I sat here on Sunday, and I couldn't quite remember everything that passed the along because she be spitting a lot out. And so on Wednesday, they gave a recap. And again, like I said, I've been in my prayer time all week with y'all. And she gave a recap, and I started thinking about living my best life. And I started thinking about the year isn't over. And everything Pastor along is saying, your perspective. And 2020, living your best life and be in the house and seek God first. And I started thinking about all of these things this week. And God had put on my heart to read um, the whole book of Hebrews. And Hebrews, in I think it was the 10th chapter, it started talking about faith, y'all. It started talking about all the people who had faith. Uh, all the pe- And you know what I learned about all of the people that had faith? It was not about what they had faith for. It was they had faith to believe that God could do anything. So if God took away um, their kid, he can give it back. If God said he couldn't have this, he can give it. It wasn't about the situation. It was the perspective that they had about faith. You know, the Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. You know why that is? 
it's in, it, the, the reason why the Bible says that without faith it's impossible to please God, because everything you do is about faith. You got to believe God even though you don't see him. You got to believe that Jesus went to the cross even though you don't really know that. You got to believe that there's air for you to still to be. Everything you do is about faith. So if you ain't got no faith, you can't believe God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ooh, that was a good one. You know, Pastor Elon say it's not a lip service. It's a heart service. So guess why it's a heart service? Because God knows your heart, the faith in your heart. So you can say, God, I wake up every morning. God, I trust you. God, I put you first. But do you really put him first? Do you really seek the kingdom of God first? You can say it all day. I look to the hills as if cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. You can say it. You can quote the scriptures. But do you live it? When people see your life, do they believe what you're saying? Because you can say 101. I can tell my husband all day that I love him. But if I don't show it, he ain't going to believe it. I can say, babe, I love you. Every day when I go out, I love you. But if I don't spend no time with him, y'all. If I don't tell him I love him. If I don't set some time aside for him. If I don't spend some intimacy time with him. I can say it all day. He ain't going to believe it. That's what God's saying to you today. You got to do more than the lip service. You got to get in that secret place. You got to spend quality time with God. You got to put it all on the table. And, and if, if it come back that God say not today, then it ain't today. You, you got you to gotta follow the Bible. You got to follow the steps of the Bible. You got to know what God said from Genesis to Revelations. You got to believe what he said from Genesis to Revelations. You got to trust what he said from Genesis to Revelations. You know why? Because God is no respecter of person. So if he did it for Abraham, if he did it for Isaac, if he did it for Jacob, guess, else, guess who else he'll do it for? He'll do it for you. And with that being said, it is offering time. How many of y'all ready for offering? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Offering, offering, offering. Good morning, Word of Faith. Oh, that was lame. What? Good morning, Word of Faith. There we go. There we go. Are we ready for offering? Y'all could do better than that. Pastor can't be the only one excited. Okay, so before I get started, do we have any testimonies? Well, we have at least one. Yes, again. <laughs> good morning. So two things. God is so good. When you tithe and, and you believe in God for his word and you stand on his promises, he never fails, like the song said. So recently um, I got a new car, like you guys know, and my car that I traded in, um, they actually, I went to the mailbox, and I'm like, what is this, you know? So open up the letter and it was a check that they owed me. So I got a check in the mail. Thank you, Jesus. I didn't expect that, but you always got to stand in expectation to what God can do for you. So I'm always looking out the window like, God, what you got for me today? So <laughs> and then the other thing is um, recently my um, landlord told us we didn't have to pay the electric bill. So God is good. So see, when you put him first, what? You're never last. So that is my testimony. God bless you guys. Do we have any? Yeah. 
have anyone else? All right, so for our viewers at home, if you would like to give, we have three ways you can give from home. You can text GIVE to 484-249-0199. You can also give through Cash App at money sign WFFCCLV. And you can also give at the church's website, wordoffaithlv.org, under the giving tab. Okay, so as you guys, if you guys remember this year, I started off with how we can be faithful stewards of God's belongings, because we don't own them, we're just stewards over them. And then recently, I was talking to you guys about investing in the kingdom and being in constant fellowship with God for him to defend your assets. And with all that being said, today, we're going to talk about blocking your blessings and why you don't want to block your blessings. Amen? All right, so I have a couple of scriptures for you guys from James 4. James 4, 2 and 3. I'll be reading from the Good News Translation. You want things, but you cannot have them, so you are ready to kill you strongly desire things, but you cannot get them, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have what you want because you do not ask God for it. And when you ask, you do not receive it because your motives are bad. You ask for things to use for your own pleasure. Now, God gave me a lot of examples of what those scriptures could apply to, but the main one that just kept running over and over in my head is people looking at how God blesses other people and wondering, why not me? And when you do that, you're blocking your blessings. Because God wants you to put him first. He wants you to always seek him. You need to stay in your own lane. Because if you're looking at how God is blessing someone else, and you're comparing yourself to them, you just took your eyes off of God. You're not seeking God. You're not after God if you're looking at how he's blessing someone else and how he, what he's doing in their life. Amen? So you need to always be focusing on God, what he has for you is going to do for you. Can no one take that away? You have to do your part. God has a lot of things that he wants to give to you, but if you're not being faithful, if you're not trusting, you're not believing that he can do it for you, then why would he give it to you? Amen? Okay. That's all I have, because I don't want to be long today. That whole investing series, I was up here dry throat, dry mouth every week, so I'm not going to be long today. It's going to be short and sweet. Amen? So we all ready? We can stand and say our confessions. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply my seed that I am sowing and increase the fruit of my righteousness. All right, join me in prayer, please. Father, I thank you this morning that you have allowed us to come before you in your presence and to just dwell with you to, so we can worship you and praise you and just come together as one. Father, I thank you that you have given us seeds to sow this morning, that they will be multiplied, that they will be supernaturally increased, Father. I thank you that you are always there for us, that we can sow our seeds in faith, and we know that as long as we keep our eyes on you and that we are constantly seeking your face, that you will be there for us and you will always see us through. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
I guess that's better, amen? So everybody now on social media can hear me. Everybody in the house can hear me, amen? Hallelujah. Well, good morning to everybody, amen? Everybody seated, everybody that's still online and on Zoom, amen? Still living your best life for Jesus Christ, amen? Hallelujah. Well, if we are already seated in the presence of God, locked in, have our ears open and in tune to hear a word from God that will transform and change your life. Come on, somebody say, woohoo! All right, stand. Let's do our confession and our prayer. Amen. And jump right into the word of God. Hallelujah. So whatever you have your phones, um, your Bibles on, whether it's your phone, your iPad, amen. And as we go before the Lord in prayer, I'm asking everybody to stand. Hallelujah. And repeat this after me. Amen. I am a kingdom citizen. This is my constitution. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer, not a doubter. I'm a doer, not just a hearer. And I'm living my best life. We are a place for a new beginning. We are a biblically-based teaching, preaching, training, center of the living God. <laughs> training an army of who's. Let me hear our hootie who's <laughs> that are passionate about knowing God and following his purpose. Come on, y'all. We got to get this, con this uh, declaration down in our spirits. Amen. Hallelujah. We are those who we are army of who's. Amen. So bow your head for a word of prayer as we begin the word. Father, we honor you today. We glorify you. We magnify you, God. We've come to lift you up. Father, we surrender ourselves, God, that you can have the glory in our life. God, as we're seated here today in your presence, we ask that you would just download your revelation knowledge into us. Give us clarity of your word. Give us clarity of those things that you're calling us to today. Father, I pray blessings now upon your people that you would give them ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to them in this moment, in this day, in this hour, God. And God, bless them and position them to move in you. Give them their created purpose. And we'll be careful to give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Woo! We're not going to ask you to stand up again. Hallelujah. Until the end. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm looking at some wonderful people this morning. Amen. Paula is in the house. Woohoo! Yes! Paula is one of my good friends, amen. And so she's in the house volunteering, helping us out in ministry, serving over here in this branch of the kingdom of God, amen. Hallelujah, we got visitors in the house, amen. Woohoo! welcome, amen. Hallelujah. Well, let's get to um, our opening text. Our opening text this morning is 1 Corinthians uh, the second chapter, 
and I'm going to be starting at the 12th verse. Amen. We're going to be reading from the New King James Version. Amen. So I'm going to give you a couple of minutes to turn there. But if you would, if you would click black one slide. Amen. One slide. Because um, today uh, we're on spiritual perceptions part two. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And when you see that title page there, what is it that you perceive? What is it that you see? Do you see a, a vase in the first picture? Or do you see two people kissing? What's the first perception that you see? Hallelujah. Do you, for, do you see four sticks? Or do you see three sticks? What is your perception? Uh, I see y'all stuck on that. Amen. Everybody's looking. Hi, everybody's analyzing. Like, what is it that I see? I want, your want you to know that your perception has everything to do with what you see. Amen? So our opening text this morning, let me go to our opening text. Our opening text reads as, as this. Now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man, come on, or the natural mind, the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are how? Spiritually designed. So as we push forward in our new series for, the for this quarter, which is going to be Kingdom Citizens. Amen? Kingdom Citizenship. So when you take a look at our book table and everything, all you see right now is Kingdom Citizens. Amen? Because this is where our mindset has to be. This is what we have to transition into. Kingdom citizens. Amen. We are kingdom citizens of the heaven of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And so that's found in uh, Philippians uh, 3.20 for all of you that are taking notes. So in Philippians chapter 3. Amen. They, they have it up there if you would slip the slide. Amen. Yes, for our citizenship is in heaven. Where is our citizenship? In heaven. We are kingdom citizens of heaven. Our kingdomship, hallelujah, is in Jesus Christ. And so the subtitle for uh, today's message is Supernatural Perception. And we're in Supernatural Perception part two. Last week, we kicked off and started off supernatural perception, part one. And so for those of you taking notes, perception, 
the definition of the word perception is the ability to see or to be aware. That's good, right there. It is the ability to see. And I want to say it like this. It is your ability, come on, your skill to see and to be aware because perception has everything to do with how you see things. It has everything to do with how you are aware of things, amen? So as we, t as we look at spiritual perception, because that's what we're talking about, spiritual perception, let me say it this way. Spiritual perception has everything to do with what you are able to see in the spirit realm. How you're able to follow God in the spirit realm. How you're able to be aware of what's happening in the spirit realm. What God is saying. Hallelujah. Can you understand the direction that God is, is, is plotting for your life? Can you understand what your purpose is? Can you understand and perceive what your calling is? Can you understand and perceive what God created you for? Because each one of us are unique in our own selves. There are no two alike. Come on, there are no two fingerprints alike. There are no two snowflakes alike. There are no two, there's no two, you know, we're not alike. Come on. If y'all didn't know it by now, I'm an original. Hallelujah. Now, you can copy somebody's, you know, behavior to a certain extent, but they are original. Y'all need to look at, you know, the next person beside you, somebody, and say, you know what, I'm an original. I'm not a copy. Come on, I'm an original. There ain't nobody else like me. You ain't going to never meet nobody else like me. Hallelujah. I am uniquely created. Hallelujah. God has made me unique in who I am. Nobody else got a personality like me. Nobody else looks just like me. I don't care if they're identical twins. They are not the same. Come on. There's something about them that's uniquely different. And this is what we need to start celebrating amongst each other. We need to start celebrating the unique differences, hallelujah, among each other. When you look at your brothers and your sisters, they are different. They are not the same. Come on. Your cousins are not the same. Your aunts are not the same. Your uncles are not the same. Come on. We got to start celebrating and appreciating the uniqueness of other people. Amen? Come on. But we are, we're talking about spiritual perception on today. Being able to see in the spirit being able to be aware, being able to understand what God is saying and how God is moving. So what should capture your attention in our opening text is that spiritual things are discerned and received. So as we went through our opening text, the Bible says that once we wanna, when we want to understand the Word of God, when we want to understand the Bible, it is spiritually 
discern. Meaning, you cannot approach it from a natural perspective. You cannot approach it from a natural mindset. You have to approach the word of God, come on, from a spiritual mindset. Now, let me tell you why. Now, there's, there are a lot of people who spend some time reading the word, and I have heard people come up to me and say to me, you know what? The Bible is, you know, it, it, it has a lot of mysteries. It has a lot of metaphors. You know, as I'm reading it, I don't really understand, you know, all of the, you know, these and the dials and, you know, all of the whitewashed walls and all of the terminology, you know, of the word of God. I want you to understand that when you begin to read the word of God, you need to pray, asking God to give you understanding. As you begin to read it, you will find out that God supernaturally will enlighten the spirit part of you. I'm going to go here real quick. Remember, recreated in three, spirit, soul, and body. So if you try and approach the things of God with the soulish part of you, which is your mind, your emotions, and your intellect, what was that? Your mind, your emotions, and your intellect, you lose some of the perspective of reading the word of God. Because you have to read the word of God with spiritual eyes, not your natural eyes. Anybody following me? Anybody following me so far? You tracking? You understand what I'm talking about? So 1 Corinthians tells us how to perceive the word. It tells us that we have to first spiritually discern it. And second, we have to receive it. Now, why would the word of God tell us that we have to receive the word? I want to slow down because I really want you to kind of get this. I kind of want it to just drop in your spirit because we talked about spiritual things. All spiritual things are not taught. They are what? It's something that you have to catch. It's something that you have to be aware of. Hallelujah. So we have to be able to discern and we have to be able to receive. They have to be received and not rejected. And why do I have to tell you that? I have to tell you that because unfortunately, sometimes we don't receive the word depending on what the word is and what we read in the word from a natural perspective we just reject it so you have to be able to receive and not reject come on you can't reason with it you can't mess with it you can't argue it you can't judge it come on you can't debate the word. You can't debate with it. You can't doubt it. You 
just got to do one thing, and that's what? You got to receive it. Come on. You got to be able to receive the word. I don't know. Is it, 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 are y'all tracking me on this? See, what happens is Christians struggle because they have not learned yet how to just receive things. And I'm saying Christians, but a lot of people have difficulty just receiving. You know, some people have difficulty just receiving a compliment. You can say, ooh, you know what? I like those shoes. And people be like, oh, my shoes. Oh, these old things, they was in the back of a, you know, in the closet. Somebody like, I, I, you know, I like that cat. I like your hat. And you kind of feel awkward that somebody has paid you a compliment, uh, you know, on your hat that, you know, you you probably, it's an old hat. You had it for I don't know how many years. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Amen. Y'all got some stuff that y'all had for a long time, and somebody has paid you a compliment on it, and it kind of feels kind of awkward when they, you know, pay you a compliment on it. Hallelujah. This is what I need you to get to. We need to learn how to receive, come on, a compliment. Because once you understand how to receive a compliment, thank you, now you can receive a blessing. Come on. And so what makes it difficult for us to be able to receive a blessing or receive the things, spiritual things of God, is our perspective on how we see the thing. Ah, I don't know. This is really going over y'all head. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Y'all got to get tuned in. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We got to be able to receive. Be able to receive. Come on, I'm going to tell you what, what the Bible says. It says, give and it shall be given unto you. It's in Luke. Hallelujah. I believe it's Luke, the sixth chapter. It says, give and it shall be given unto you. What does it say? Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall what? Man, give to your bosom. Shall man give unto your bosom. So man gives unto your bosom, but you have to be able to receive it to your bosom. Come on. Hallelujah. And we're missing the connection between what is given and what is received. We're missing the connection in the natural of what is given to us and what is received. In the spirit realm, the blessings, we're missing the connection between what God is giving us, hallelujah, the supernatural things, the spiritual things of God, the spiritual things of the kingdom, amen? Because we have to learn how to just receive. Come on, somebody say just receive. Come on, just receive. You got to look at people and you got to tell them they just got to receive. When you approach spiritual things from a natural mindset or a natural perspective, you do not receive the things of the Spirit. This is why I believe that the church struggles so much because they can't quite understand spiritual things. 
And I'm not talking about the world. I'm not talking about the people in the world. I'm talking about the church being able to receive spiritual things from our God. Hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about here. I'm kind of talking about, you know, your perception of what we receive. So the church kind of gets into a thing where they try to make it fit into their natural mindset. They try to make the spiritual things fit into their natural understanding. And our understanding is limited. Come on, everybody doesn't have the same understanding. Everybody doesn't understand the same things. Everybody's not on the same level. Everybody's does you know, everybody's not even on the same faith level. Come on. So the church kind of gets into a struggle understanding spiritual things by trying to understand them in the natural. You have to understand them in the spiritual. And how do you approach the things of the spirit? You have to approach them in faith. You have to approach them by faith. How do I approach the things of the spirit? How do I approach the Bible? Hallelujah. You approach it by believing in it. Come on. I'm going to say this again. You approach it by believing in it, not doubting it, not questioning it, not analyzing. You approach whatever the word of God says by believing it. Hallelujah. Not quarreling. Well, you know what? I think that only happened in, in the past, in the old days. It didn't happen in this time. It didn't happen in this day. Hallelujah. But we've got to get our mindset in tune and connected with the word of God and the spiritual things of God in order to receive. Look, I'm trying to get you blessed. Hallelujah. I'm trying to get you blessed today. I'm trying to get you to have a spiritual perception to be able to receive the things from God. A spiritual perception, come on, to step into the supernatural things of God. I'm going to tell you why. Because God is moving in this next dimension in the spirit realm. And you got to be connected to him. you got to have your ear pressed to heaven. you got to get your orders from headquarters. Hallelujah. Because if you just rely on your natural mindset, I want to tell you it's going to lead you astray. Hallelujah. I said it last week. Your example is not other Christians. Your example is Jesus Christ. So don't, it doesn't matter whether the majority of Christians are over here. Hallelujah. You've got to follow God. And it is all about your perception. You've got to be careful about your perception. You got to be careful about what you see. You got to be careful about what you hear. Come on. All of those things plant seed down in you. Hallelujah. Sometimes you can be around the wrong people. Sometimes you can be in the wrong company. And I'm going to tell you why. Because when you get ready 
to make a decision about God. When you get ready to elevate yourself in God, when you get ready to get serious about the things of God, the friends that you had over here can't go with you here. They can't go with you because it is now about a personal relationship. So who do you want to be in relationship with? You want to be in a relationship with the crowd, your friends, hallelujah. Or do you really, really, really want to be in relationship with God? Hallelujah. It's going to make all the difference in the world. It's going to make all the difference in the world. It's all about our perception. Now let me explain to you some spiritual things that sometimes people have church people. I'm talking about church people. I'm talking about church people. God's people. Church. Y'all know church people? Mm-hmm. Church people. Yep. Church people who's supposed to know. Church. Okay. Church people looking at things from a natural perspective. This is where we are in the body of Christ. We got to let go USA thinking. We got to let go natural thinking. And we got to start renewing our minds in the word of God. God, I need you to help me. Hallelujah. I don't know where you all are. Hallelujah. But I had to come to that in my life. I had to come to the point in my life where I had to say, you know what, God? I don't know nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified. You got to get to the point where, God, I need to move on with you. It's just about me and you. Thank you for the blessing. Thank you for the children. Thank you for the family. Thank you for the husband. Thank you, you know, for the wife and all. But you know what? I need to work on me and getting my life together and getting me together. Hallelujah. Thank everybody for all of the help. Hallelujah. The blessings, all of that, all the things that they have poured into my life. But now it's time for me to rise up, dust myself off. Hallelujah. And find out the unique thing that God has created me for in my life. Hallelujah. We all got to come to that. Amen. There's always steps to climb in God. Because if you woke up this morning, hallelujah, like I'm looking at all of y'all and y'all did, amen, looking really good, hallelujah. When you woke up this morning, your mercy was new, hallelujah. So when my eyes popped open this morning, now I have another chance in God to get it right. It doesn't matter what happened yesterday. It doesn't matter what happened last week. It doesn't matter what happened last month, hallelujah. God is about today. Now is the time. Today is the day of salvation. Hallelujah. New mercy is available today. So today is the day that we go hard for God. We worship him with everything we got. Come on. We give him all that we have today. Hallelujah. Today is the day that we thank God for life. Today is the day we thank God for health and breath. Come on. Hallelujah. Lord, don't you not know that there are some people today that their eyes didn't pop open 
they just kept slipping right, sleeping right on into eternity. But because your eyes popped open this morning, that means God still has use for you. God still has something that he needs you to accomplish. Hallelujah. When we wake up in the morning, hallelujah, we have to have the right mindset. God, who is it that you're putting in my life? God, who is it that you're making divine connections with? Hallelujah. Who am I supposed to connect with today? What is my purpose for today? Come on. Hallelujah. We got to get our mindset right. If we're going to do this, hallelujah, we're going to do this thing, we got to do it right. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, it's time out for pity parties. You know, I don't know what you want to call it, pity parties. Hallelujah. All of those things. I'm telling you, there's a shifting taking place in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. There's some movement taking place in the body of Christ. God is calling his church higher. And let me tell you this. You heard Christina get up here and, you know, her, you know, when she gave words of encouragement. You heard her when she got up here and she said that, now what did she say? Hallelujah. See, that's what happens when you start getting older. It was there. Glory. When you, when you start talking and you're getting older, and it was like right there at the tip of my tongue. Hallelujah. It's, it's, it's what I knew. This, and then it was like, now what did she say? Because I looked around the room. See, this is why you got to stay focused. It's about your perception. I looked around the room, and I was like, where's Christina? And as soon as I said, where's Christina, that thought went, whoo, right out the door. So it's about us, you know, our perception, us understanding. It'll come back to me. Don't worry, y'all. And as soon as it come back to me, it drop in my spirit. Woo, I'm going to give it to you. I'm just going to go woo, and I'm going to right out there. Amen. Hallelujah. So let me get back to how we see things and, and, and our, our perception. So I'll get back on my notes. Because if I get back on my notes, you know, it'll, I'll, it'll come. You know, I'll, mm, there. Okay. So last week, one of the things that I said is, you must be able to see by faith before you can walk by faith. So we want to move in faith in God. But in order to move in faith in God, in order to follow God, we have to be able to see. We have to have our perception in line. And one of the major problems why you're looking at the body of Christ and the church, the struggle, the problem with us being able to walk right is because we can't quite see right. We're not certain about what we see. So when we don't have the right perception of what we see, it causes us to walk all kind of ways. It causes us to walk funky, you know. It causes us to have them with them stink attitudes. It causes us to have all kind of things going on. Y'all know, y'all know what I'm talking about? Today you on, tomorrow you off. Come on. Today you got it, tomorrow you don't. Come on. It is about our perception that we got to get right. It is about us renewing our mind. It's about when you, see, when you, listen, listen, let me, let, let, me, let me think of it this way. 
if you were out in the middle of the ocean and your boat, for whatever reason, sprung a leak, and you're looking down at the leak in the boat, you already know that it's just a matter of time. Come on. Before the water fills the boat and the boat began to sink. The question is, how long are you going to wait in a sinking boat before you begin to cry out for help? Come on. Some of us done sprung a leak. Some of us, come on, in fact, all of us, hallelujah, in one way or another, is taking water. And the only help, hallelujah, is Jesus. How long, we looking at ourselves, we know us better than anybody else know us. I don't care who you're married to. What brothers and sisters, you, I don't care what family members you have. You know yourself better. You know what's lacking. You know what's missing. You know what you ain't doing. You know what you're not measuring up to. Come on, come on, come on. How long are you going to sit in the boat that's already sprung a leak? You already know that the thing is taking water. You already know that the thing is, you know, come on, sinking. Are you just going to drown? Or when is the time to call for help? Hallelujah. That should, that should, that should really sink in there. That should, that's, that should germinate. So you must see by faith before you can walk by faith. Hallelujah. And I'm going to get a little faster here because there's some meat of the word that I kind of really want to get to today. I kind of want you to really understand that you, we, we in the body of Christ need to be operating with a K-O-H mentality. Kingdom of heaven mentality. And the reason that we have to be operating with a kingdom of heaven mentality is because the kingdom of heaven mentality is different from the USA natural mentality. And Christians know more about the USA way of living opposed to the kingdomship, the K-O-H, spiritual mindset. I'm telling you, that must change. In the next dimension with God, to begin to move with God, you're going to have to change your mindset. Hallelujah. I'm going to say it a thousand times today. You're going to have to change 
your mindset. You have to have a KOH mentality. I want you to know there's a huge difference between a Christian who has one and a, a Christian who does not have one. They both are Christians, but one of the biggest differences in both of them being Christian is them being able to see heaven on earth. Did y'all get that? Those of you taking notes, that's a really important thing. Come on, somebody say, see in heaven on earth. Come on. That's what you got to be able to do. To see your way to God, you're going to have to be able to see heaven on earth. We are on earth. Can you see God? How well can you see God? How well can you see the things of God? How well can you receive from God? Hallelujah. How well can you receive direction? Are you operating in the natural every day that you wake up? You do what you want to do, how you want to do it, when you want to do it. Hallelujah. Or are you totally, sur seriously surrendered, hallelujah, to God? Yes, it's a process. But we are at a point now where life is where we got to take some serious steps. You know, I always say take a step and make a correction. And I said that all last year, right? Y'all all remember I said take a step and make a correction. I want you to know that right now in this season of time, no steps. You need to be taking a leap of faith. You got to have to leap out there on God. Hallelujah. You're going to have to get out there in the deep. Hallelujah. What was working will not work in the next season. I'm just giving you warning. I'll, let me talk to the people on Zoom. Hallelujah. What worked in the last dimension with God will not work in this next dimension with God. What God winked at and let you get away with because you kept crying, God, I'm trying to get my life together. God, I'm trying to get myself in order. God, just help me. God, I need your mercy. God, I need, okay, how long do we need God's mercy and how long do we need God's help, amen? Before we change our mindset, come on, put some things in order and say, you know what, I got to see what the word of God said. Now, I know because I've been right there with y'all. Hallelujah. I've been, I, I don't think anybody in this room has not been in a situation where they needed to cry on God. But this is the point that I want to make, especially for Christians who've been saved, come on, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, come on, 50 years. It has to come to some point that God works in your life. Is it real, real? Is he really real? If, because if things are not adding up, you've got to shake yourself and say, okay, what has to happen? Because I need to move. I need some things to move. I don't want to be in this. Hallelujah. I want to be able to hear from God. I want to be able to serve God. I want to be able to do the things that God has created for me to do in my life. 
I don't want to just wake up and just go through the motions. Come on, I wake up, hit the alarm clock, get in the shower, go to work, come home. Same thing again tomorrow. Wake up, hit the alarm clock, take a shower, go to work. Is, is, is that all your life is about? Where in your daily structure is God? Where in, in your day-to-day -day is God? Where during the day have you set aside to serve him? Okay, God, I mean, and when you're just starting off, you know, you might give God 15 minutes, you might give God 30 minutes, come on. But where in the day that you have set aside to even give God 15 minutes, give God an hour? Where is it? Is it really there? Or is it just a figment of your imagination that is there? Because we have to be connected to him to be able to seriously move in him. Uh, I know, I'm, I, I know. Let me get right back over here because it's no, getting a little deep, right? The Father's works. Let me get to the Father's works. Number one. Works of the Father. Jesus said, the Father does the work, I speak the words. Let's look at John 14.10. Hallelujah. John 14.10 says, do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority. But the Father who dwells in me, somebody say the Father dwells in me, does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. So what Jesus said is the Father does the work, and I speak the words. There is a powerful spiritual truth to adapting into our life. It is my Father does the work, I speak the words. Let me say that again. The Father does the work in and through me. I speak the words. Let me say this again. Let me, let me see. Let me come over here. The Father does the work. I speak the words. What words are you speaking? What are you speaking out of your mouth? Now, we did a whole series on what? There is a miracle in your mouth. Anybody remember? A whole series on us being able to speak right. I want you to know there's a miracle in your mouth every time you open your mouth and speak forth the word of God. Every time you speak the word of God, miracles happen. Seeds are planted. The problem is, what is our perception of that? Do you not understand that when you're talking to somebody, 
that the word of God has supernatural power. So when you're speaking to somebody, seeds are being planted in their heart. It doesn't mean that the harvest is going to come forth today. So if you have some children, come on, some sons and daughters, I, you know, not too many, a couple of us got some older kids in here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You need to continue to speak into their lives until you see the manifestation of the thing you're praying for. You don't stop speaking because you're speaking the word. The word produces seed, and seed supernaturally begins to grow. Now, the Bible says some plant, come on, and y'all know the word, and then what? Some water. That's why we still have to open our mouths. Good morning. God bless you. How are you? God is good. Tell your testimony. What's your testimony? What has God done for your life? Come on, somebody got to begin to tell it. You know what? I was here, and now I'm here. Come on. I was down, and now I'm up. Come on. I was in the valley, and now I'm on the mountaintop. Come on. What has God broke you, brought you through? I was broke. Come on. And I don't know what happened. Amen. I got finances. A check came through. This got paid. Hallelujah. Things like that happen to God's people supernaturally. But you have to have the right supernatural perception. You got to be able to see God moving in your life. And not only do you have to be able to see it, you have to know it. I know that all things work together for the good for me. I know that I'm well protected. Why? Because I know what the word of God says. And I believe it literally. That's what we got to get to. The church has to get to the point where you believe the word literally. It has to be your final authority. Not wink at it. Not question it. Because I want you to know that's what the enemy does. He comes to bring questions so you can doubt. So as soon as you begin to doubt, you lose hold of the manifestation. His job is to bring doubt. He does that well. Because when you pray, if you don't see the manifestation of it right now, you begin to doubt. You don't stay in faith. See, I, re I learned that with my children. I said, if I say, cut the light switch off, I now have to worry about whether you're going to cut the light switch off or not. Because, see, I know what kind of parent I am. There's a consequence for every action. Come on, but I'm not getting on no parenting skills. <laughs> but that's how it is with God. When I ask God for something, I don't worry about going back to God a hundred times about the thing that I asked God for because I'm already convinced in my spirit that God hurt me the first time I asked. Hallelujah. So we have to, we have to, we got to learn this thing. Hallelujah. We got to learn this thing. You know what? Hallelujah. I, every, I do this every week, y'all. I, 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 when I'm, when I'm in it, 
I'm fasting and I'm reading and I'm praying and I'm getting all of these goody, 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 goody stuff. And then when I be looking at, when I get here, I look at my time, hallelujah, and I look at my notes. Then I look at y'all. Then I look at the time. Then I look at the notes. And then I look at y'all. And then in my spirit, I'm saying, oh, Jesus, help me. Hallelujah. Because I got some good stuff that I want to get. Make sure that they get in their spirits. Amen. But I'm, I'm just going to kind of jump through here really quick. So Isaiah 8.18 says, we were created for signs and wonders. Amen. It says, we are for signs and wonders. You were created for signs and wonders. Let me say that one more time. I don't think everybody heard me, and I don't know, people might not have heard me on Zoom. You were created for signs and wonders. And you get to that place, come on, of signs and wonders by staying out of religion and a natural mindset and getting into a relationship with God. By getting out of lip service and getting into heart worship. By conforming your life, come on, to this word and the word of God. We got to be transformed in our minds. Amen? So I was talking about the Father and the Father's works. Amen? When we first started off in this first part of, of, of what my notes were. And so the Father's works are designed to distinguish us from the world. There's something about the church, hallelujah, which is supernatural, that distinguishes us from the things and the people of the world, amen? You should be able to tell the church from the world. I don't know about you, but don't you agree? You should be able to tell, the church should not look like the world. The church should not look like the world. Hallelujah. We should not look like the world. We should look different. We should act different. Hallelujah. We, we should, we, us being able to see heaven on earth is what our testimony should be. What our lifestyle should look like. How, it shouldn't be any question about who I am as a Christian. If there's a question about whether or not I'm a kingdom citizen, it's because my mindset has not been renewed. It's because I'm operating in a natural mindset too often. Hallelujah. Because when you look at a cat, a cat is a cat. When you look at a dog, a dog is a dog. When you look at an orange, an orange is an orange. When you look at an apple, an apple is an apple. Amen. Hallelujah. So there should be something that distinguishes me from the church. I mean, from the world. Amen. And what is that thing that distinguishes me? It's my relationship with God. It's the anointing of God on my life. It is the Father's works being manifested in me. Hallelujah. Let me jump to, to, to the, the end part of my notes right here. It is when I pray, I expect things to happen. When I pray, something is supposed to happen. When I pray, I'm not hoping that things happen. See, the church has to get 
to the understanding that faith and hope are not the same. Some kind of way we got that mixed up where we think faith and hope are the same things. So when we pray, we're praying, hoping, opposed to praying, believing. That what I pray for, God heard me and it is coming to pass. Hallelujah. That's where the see that's that's what see that's what we're working with. We're working with people's understanding. We're working with people's mindset. And I'm telling you if you want to change your life, you've got to change it with this word. If you want to see the manifestation of the things come to pass in this word, do you want to see the miracles? Do you want to see the blessings? Do you want to see the promises? then we got to come out of a natural mindset and get our mind renewed in the world. How is it that God does things? What is God's way of doing things? We know USA, natural mindset. We know the world's way of doing things. But do you know God's way of doing things? Do you know the kingdom's way of doing things? Come on. The kingdom has a government. Yes. Do you know that? Do you know the currency of heaven? Hallelujah. Glory to God. I don't want to go there today because I mean, I mean we, we have to get to the point where we get out of lip service. Come on. And we got to get into heart service because I want you to know that lip service is all about religion. It's all man-made. And it is a trick of the enemy because he gets us religious. Because he gets us thinking that when we come to church, Come on, it's the same thing as God. I want you to know church is not God. Hallelujah. They're two separate things. Church is to move us closer in our relationship with God. But you can't substitute church for God. Ha, ha, ha. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 2, 4. It says, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words. There is nothing in the word of God that tells us that we need to persuade people. You're like, what? Let me say that again. We are not to persuade people. We are to give them the invitation. We have the goods. Come on. We have what people need in life. We have the Zoe life. We have the God kind of life. If we're living our lives according to the word of God, that automatically puts us on display and people want to know what's different about you. There's something peculiar about you. Hallelujah. I don't need to persuade you. You're going to persuade me to tell you what I got. Hallelujah. That's why the church needs to look like the kingdom of God. We need to bear the image, come on, of the kingdom of heaven. If we are ever going to shift some things, hallelujah, our life has to mirror this word. When you look at the word, you look at you. When you look at the word, you look at me. Hallelujah. Look at the word. You should see me. 
when I look at the word, do I see you? Hallelujah. That's what has to happen. Our life has to mirror the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm skipping all through here. But it says, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in what? Demonstration of the spirit and of power. Did y'all get that? I seen it just jump up there. So my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration. In what? In demonstration. Let me say that again. In what? In demonstration. Hallelujah. And of the spirit and of power. Where are we as a church? Why is the church lacking? Why is the church slacking? Because that calls for consecration. That calls for sanctification. You got to sanctify yourself. Come on. You got to tell yourself no. It calls for fasting and fervent praise. It calls for us to stop eating all the food at the smorgasbord. Mm. Jay, we can't go to the smorgasbord. It calls for us to stop watching television episodes, binging episode after episode after episode. How about this? This for some of my sons and my, you know. It causes for us to stop playing video game after video game after video game. Come on, the devil knows what you like. He knows what keeps you distracted. He knows what keeps you busy. He knows what you like. Come on, we got to shift that thing up on him. You don't walk into the secrets of God by just giving him lip service and excuses. Now, I want you to think about this. If you had a secret, would you tell just anybody? I think you would have to trust them to tell them, right? Mm -hmm. then God has to trust us. God has to trust us. We have to get to the point where we put God first in our life. We want the blessings of God, amen? So we have to learn to put God first. Now let me hit this, and I'm telling you, I promise you, that's going to be it. Now my number two is seeing heaven on earth. Somebody say that again, seeing heaven on earth. We were created for signs and wonders. The church is to demonstrate heaven on earth. That's our job. We are to demonstrate heaven on earth. Jesus taught us to pray like this. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You know what that is? Honor and worship first. Then it says, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Where? On earth. As. How is it done in heaven? 
do you know? You can't copy what you don't know. On earth as it is in heaven. We have to have a KOH mentality to understand heaven on earth. Hallelujah. The church is to demonstrate heaven on earth. People don't demonstrate what they don't practice. 